we missed last week due to some illness, but we're back with a peace offering of three segments this week. First off, we talk about all the hidden and secret characters in Street Fighter over the years, then do a review of Street Fighter V to see if it's worth getting here in 2022, and finally, which characters stand the best chance at winning the Street Fighter VI tournament, if there is one, all on this week's episode of Talkin' Block. All right, welcome back to another episode of Event Hub's Talking Block. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. I am John Velociraptor Guerrero. I am also, if you can't tell, a little under the weather, but the show must go on, and so it shall. This week, we're we're talking about hidden characters in Street Fighter, across the history of Street Fighter. And I dare say, um, first of all, it adds something special to the experience when you would discover these kinds of things. Uh, hidden away in games it's also it's almost like the game becomes something new you know you mm-hmm. unlock a whole new part of it and there's a feeling of accomplishment or like you know because because not necessarily everybody would be stumbling across these yeah my friend dustin actually told me about the first hidden character i ever saw in fighting games was reptile in mortal Kombat. yes and, and we were playing at like you know an arcade and stuff and he's like dude i found a hidden character and i'm like what are you talking about there's no hidden characters like and and he's like no it's like it looks like scorpion and sub-zero but it's green and he yes. has like all the moves and i just i remember the hype and all that other stuff it's so much energy that comes from that yep reptile was my first as well because i was i played both street fighter and mortal Kombat as a kid but i had the new challengers on my snes and that didn't have any uh you know it had the 16 characters but it didn't have akuma hidden away yet and um uh, but I remember finding Reptile, and it wasn't, there was no internet, right? Like, it was just what you heard on the bus or what you heard in rumblings in your social circles. Or if you went to an arcade, maybe people had figured it out there. But there was, a, there was like a novelty and, 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 a, and an excitement, and it was sort of a magic about discovering these characters. Um, and so before we get started here, for those of you that have been around for the time where hidden characters were a thing, which they might not ever be again because of the direction that fighting games have gone in. But for those of you that have, do you remember what you know your very first hidden character and how you specifically felt when you stumbled across them? And I want to start that with John, with you. Um, it, well, you said you know reptile and such, but do you remember stumbling across? Well, the most obvious of the Street Fighter history, Akuma, for the mm-hmm. first time, where you were and what that felt like. It was, um, well, I mean, again, I remember the, the EGM joke about Sheng Long, you know, kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and that was, it was, um, that was what we kind of thought Akuma might be at first because, you know, we, we'd gotten, you know, trolled basically before by EGM and and we thought like oh there's no way you know this Akuma character or whatever is real like he looks way too much like Shang Long uh you the, to, to unlock him you do the same type of things and all that other kind of stuff so like Capcom actually took out a page at EGM's book I think to kind of mislead people a little bit it wasn't the exact same way to do it of course but it was you know fairly challenging and, and to actually see him unlocked and to see like what he did and all that kind of stuff like that the hype around him was really crazy uh most people played Shadows back in the day Ryu and Ken were like what you saw so having someone with the air fireball and that like souped up moves and all this other it was pretty awesome like it was yeah. it was pretty darn cool yeah i didn't i didn't ever stumble across akuma until he was well known but um but yeah that reptile that feeling and and i think that a lot of people uh that have gone through that before will will be revisiting some of those nostalgic feelings through this but um let's start at the very beginning with street fighter one 
there were no hidden characters in Street Fighter One. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say that you could eventually, in, in sort of the same spirit, you could you know play as two players, and if you did, you got access to Ken. And maybe the first time you did that, it was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Oh, another. Yeah, for sure. yeah. And then if you let the Ken player win, or if the Ken player won that, Ken could then continue on in the arcade mode. And so that's kind of the closest thing to uh, oh, and 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 a new look, a new version of playing the game, even though he was one hundred percent just a clone of Ryu with a different visual but Street Fighter 1 no official secret characters Street Fighter 2 we didn't get a secret character until the the kind of the end of it when Super Turbo rolled around and there was sort of a two-part uh, um experience with Akuma because you almost certainly would stumble across him first because you're playing through arcade mode and you fight against him if you were to you got good enough at the game and this is also part of the exploration process you get good enough at the game that you don't lose any rounds and you beat it within, I think it's 25 minutes, which if you're not losing any of the, I'm sorry, if you don't lose it all to the, uh, to the other characters, if that happens, I'm sure you're going to beat it in 25 minutes, but whatever. Then Akuma, of course, comes out, hits Bison with the demon, and then you fight against him. But that doesn't mean you get to play him. People had to figure out the code on the character select screen. And I'm, I'm not going to go and, and say how to unlock all of these characters because you guys have the internet now. You can very easily look them up. If you didn't know that one of these characters existed, well, now you will. Um, and then you can go look this up. But I'm not going to spend time talking about how to unlock all of them. But there's a character select screen code, and you can access Akuma. And again, it's like that whole sort of this whole new part of the game and while these characters are often not great in terms of the competitive aspect because they're either restricted to certain versions of the game or in Akuma's case so overpowered that they'd put a damp on a damp and uh, a wet blanket I should say over competition uh, but as far as the single player party exploration experience they're freaking awesome and I love yeah. them it's unlocking God mode, the cheats basically in the game, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So it, the game's very challenging. Super Turbo is really hard to play against computer, and uh, being able to play against you know uh, a souped up version basically for you know yourself and have fun that way, it's it's pretty nice. So mm -hmm. so we move on to the uh, game after Street Fighter Two, which is of course Street Fighter Alpha. And in Street Fighter Alpha, then there's three alphas, and there's also the the you know Max and Gold and such, and uh, we can I'll, touch on those but um street fighter alpha one you could unlock three different hidden characters akuma was one of those but there's also dan and m bison and the all three of these characters i believe ended up on future alpha um character select screens but in alpha one you couldn't play them unless you figured out the code again a character select screen code to mm -hmm. unlock them do you remember bison. that at all I don't remember Bison being um, not available from the, the start. Well, I know you Dan, learn though. something every day. Yeah, yeah. Dan is definitely, a, he was an interesting character. People actually thought Dan was really good back in the day. Uh, well, and he would, character. right? Uh, and he was in the first alpha he was okay but again he still had the, the gimpy fireball and a bunch of other stuff like but people were so hyped because you know hidden characters are usually super powerful and dan was kind of eh, he, was, he was i don't know he was probably pretty lousy in alpha one as well but uh but yeah <laughs> well but if he's a hidden character then of course he's like you said earlier the the only experience we've had with these so far is god modakuma so mm -hmm. you know and in um you know, when they're hidden behind a, a code or a certain sequence or something, you expect, well, maybe they have a little bit of sprinkling of, of magic dust to them, you know. So I, I can see why people would have thought that initially. Um, and now they're all hidden behind paywalls, right? I, 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 we should take a second to talk about that, too. Just that the direction that games are going just doesn't really leave room for this. Because as far as I can tell, 
opportunities for hidden have become opportunities for DLC purchases, right? And and I was thinking, well, maybe they could retain things like other costumes or little additions, but all of that stuff just, I mean, from a business point of view, you're going to want to put it behind DLC. You're going to want to have people pay for it. So that's why I say I don't know that this kind of thing will ever return to fighting games or maybe it'll have to be reinvented in some way. But for the time being, I, I don't think we're going to see a ton of, of hidden characters, at least not like this. Um, but we move on to Alpha 2 and this one, the, the big hidden character of Alpha 2 was Evil Ryu. And uh, we actually talked about him not too long ago in our banned uh, characters uh, segment. And that was because Evil Ryu or Evil Ryu was banned, not because he was overpowered like Akuma in Street Fighter 2, but yeah, because he wasn't available everywhere. So I think he, he you know, like the Japanese couldn't practice with him because he wasn't in their version of the game, but he was elsewhere. Um, there's also a Shin Akuma but that was only on Sega Saturn, I believe. And then you could actually play as Cammy in Alpha 2. Um, uh, again, in like the Sega Saturn version, I think the PSX and the Alpha Anthology. Um, and then finally, there were I, there's just different like older versions of characters, which, you know, in Street Fighter 2, there's a that every character I think has that. But you could play as what they say, EX, Chun-Li, Dalsim, or Zangief. But they were just versions of the characters with either like fewer moves or, or old moves, things like that. But just another little Easter egg, different, you know, approaches to these same characters that were fun to find out about. Yeah, oftentimes had different costumes and, and, and probably inspired what you're about to get into, the uh, that ISM system in Alpha 3. Um, it's uh, a lot of these characters like in Alpha 3, if you use like Exism Rose, she would have um, higher damage, but like only one super and a few other things. So her moves would be less, but like she would do have different features, basically. Uh, so... Yeah, I wasn't going to get into the ism system, but if you have anything to talk about there, I'm, I'm all ears. But yeah, that's that's specifically with Chun Li because in Alpha she had her you know very iconic Alpha costume. Uh, but if you did EX Chun Li, she'd have her Street Fighter Two um, costume, and then her I think it was her Alpha One move set because it evolved between Alpha One and Two. Uh, but yes, moving right along to Alpha Three, the the main hidden character here that's like full on a hidden character is Balrog. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing with Balrog is I, I think that they've further fleshed him out since. But as far as I can tell, and this is me sort of like piecing things together, he wasn't quite complete. Uh, he didn't I don't think he had as many normals as as other characters and things like that. So it's like they as far as I can tell, I think that they just threw him in as a hidden character and said, ah, he's, he's mostly done. But they, you can't call him a full character, but we'll just put him, you know, behind this code or whatever um, and I think he has been further fleshed out since in the alpha games um, so it depends on the version that you're playing and such and that's true for most of these uh, hidden characters in one way or another but like Balrog versions was of like Street Fighter Alpha 3 <laughs> that's uh, yeah it, there's so many versions of that game uh, but yeah yeah, and in some of them, like in the Game Boy versions, you could unlock Evil Ryu, and one of them, Guile, Maki, Yun, Eagle, Shinakuma, Final M. Bison. Um, so there was a ton of that kind of stuff, but again, that was mostly in the uh, like the, the handheld versions or the alternate whatevers and such, and uh, we could be here all day if we dig too far into those. But there are uh, two other characters that aren't fully really their own character. I don't know how to how to fully feel about them, but it's Juni and Julie, which are bison clones, right? And these characters were 
pretty you would fight them in the arcade mode but as a dramatic battle and that's where they were both on the screen at the same time and you would have to deal with them both and they mm-hmm. actually had supers that they would sync up together and only do when they were both alive and and you know both playing um which you couldn't obviously do if you were controlling one or the other but you could control one or the other uh, and when you did they were basically they were basically cami clones as far as their normals went but they would differ in their specials and their supers. And they had some really cool stuff. And, and um, which one was it? I, I, you forgive me for, <laughs> for conflating the two. But one of them was very much, we're going to say Junie, was very much like DiCapri ended up being with these uh, teleport moves and such. Uh, but you'll see here with the footage and whatnot what these two are kind of capable of. But you could get to be either one of them. And they had some cool stuff, you know, like they... they they certainly had a, a specific identity as a bison doll. I think one of their supers, bison, they would actually just like salute and bison would manifest out of nowhere and do a psycho crusher super. And, and that would be one of their special attacks. But do you yeah. remember running into? Oh, like, yeah. No, that was it was one of the most hyped things of Alpha 3 is is like, OK, you know, you're, you're going up the ladder, right? You're playing in the tournament uh, or single player in. And all of a sudden you've got to fight two characters at once. And it's like, what is this? And they've got special mm-hmm. attacks with it. And it's just it's such a it was such a. Uh, unexpected twist you know and it, it was really fun and i think that's why so many people have fond members uh fond memories i should say of junie and julie uh because it was just such an unexpected twist that that you know came out of nowhere and very fun to play yeah they they did a great job with that fight right on and i have found it in my notes here it, it was junie that is uh more similar to DiCapri. so go me yeah. um all right so after <laughs> alpha naturally comes street fighter 3 uh and and street fighter 3 is sort of the final chapter of doing secret characters in the way that they were doing secret characters it evolves when we go past this and it, it didn't evolve away yet and street fighter 4 is very interesting but street fighter 3 was kind of the end of the line in terms of you know uh hidden and enter a code or go through a certain sequence to to access them and that not everybody would discover them um and i won't get too far ahead of myself but gill is a, a big one here but again, he's only available in certain versions or ports of the game. Uh, so it depends. If you're playing it on Dreamcast, if you're playing the Anniversary Edition, um, that's not the 30th anniversary that came out uh, five years ago now, uh, but the uh, the anniversary one that came out, I don't remember what year that was off the top of my head, um, but he was in that. And then the Third Strike Online, you could unlock Gil, I think, by beating the game with everybody, or you could just buy him as DLC for like five bucks. Uh, so <laughs> you start to see the transition of, you know, the traditional hidden into uh, DLC purchases right there with Gil. But if you were to boot up new generation, you'd notice that there's only one of the twins between Yun and Yang. It's Yun. But if you select Yun, uh, and this is probably the easiest hidden character to find of all of these, if you select Yun with a kick button, he turns into Yang. But they actually are just palette swaps in the original Street Fighter 3 new generation. They have the same exact moves. It's just different, you know, visual on them. But I will say that they both have what ended up being Yang's DP, where he does the roll first. Yun used to do that too. And then Yun got his, you know, just straight up kicks and Yang kept the the dp and got some rekkas and other things um but yeah you could play as yang in new generation and i i would imagine just about everybody that played that game regularly would have discovered that at one point or another of their own accord you didn't have to have somebody on the bus tell you or something along those lines um and then in second impact 
Akuma is naturally available in some versions. Like I checked on my version here at home and I have the, the 30th anniversary. He's just there on the character select screen matter of fact. But I've also seen other versions where he's not. So technically Akuma, who loves to be a secret character, he can't just be someone on the, the character select screen, right? He, he, has, to, he has to have his uh, grand entrance all alone. Um, and then uh, Shin Akuma, you could access to once you had uh, met certain requirements, you could get uh, the, the better version of Akuma. Um, and then that was kind of it for Street Fighter 3. Again, some versions of Third Strike you could get Gil in, but otherwise I don't think there were any otherwise hidden characters in uh, Third Strike, right? No, no, that's it. Uh, um, it's uh, Gil was cheap as all heck. I hated anyone yeah. who played him. So <laughs> Another one of those banned characters, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then we get to Street Fighter 4, and things have changed here. This is a different chapter of hidden characters, and I actually, like, it was... It was a part, an, an implied part of the experience at this point. Because if you remember, back in vanilla Street Fighter IV, there were 25 characters on that roster. But it was only 16 of them were immediately available. You had to unlock the rest of them. And it was evident because you had a whole roster with a bunch of blank spaces in it. And you would do so simply by beating the game with different characters. And I thought this was really cool. And I understand this is kind of rough for if you know, you're trying to hold tournaments and they've gone away from this and haven't really come back to it. Um, because then you'd have to, you know, every every version of this game that you have at your tournament, you have to make sure you've gone through this process. Uh, but it was really cool for making a single player experience that was absolutely captivating, that kept you coming back, that as you make progress and you can see that on your character select screen, and it, it's meaningful too, it's a whole other character. Your game evolves every time you do this, you unlock legitimately another part of the game. So that satisfaction that, that started with, you know, the likes of Reptile and Akuma is very much represented here. Um, and the characters that you had to unlock were Gen, Sakura, Rose, Phelong, Kami, Dan. And then once you got all of those, and you would do so just by beating with the, the appropriate characters that were somehow usually related to these characters, um, then you could unlock Akuma. And once you got him, you could unlock Goken. And then once you got him, and once you got everybody, uh, you could then play as Seth as well. And that would oh, round right. out your 25-character roster. But the... Uh, the requirement for Seth was just get everybody else. <laughs> and um, now, once we move past that, everybody was immediately available in, in the subsequent versions of that game. But they did have secret bosses, and they were um, similar to like what Akuma was in Street Fighter Two. They were overpowered or, or powered up versions of Akuma, Evil Ryu, Goken, and Oni. So if you met certain requirements while playing through arcade mode, uh, usually like get a certain amount of perfects and a certain amount of rounds with, uh, with an ultra or a super combo, you would hit the requirements to get one of these four kinds of uh, one of these four extra fights after you defeated Seth. And what's interesting there is they were souped up versions. So like if they threw a fireball, for instance, it would almost always be a double hitting fireball for most of these characters where like Goken would usually have to power up his fireball, charge it for a little while before it had two hits. Here he would just a single fireball was two hits. Uh, their move speed would be a little faster. Like Goken's um, rush punch was way fast. Oni, if he moves, it's like he's... His movement uh, looked like not a dash, but when he does his slash move. Um, so I think it just made him faster. And, and I don't know if he had like invincibility boxes uh, when he did so, but just souped up versions of the characters. Um, but yeah, that that's about it as far as well, secrets um, and such. Well, and also with uh, Arcade Edition. So they actually released it in Japanese arcades first. And then um, 
Oni and Evil Ryu were timed unlocks in there. Uh, so when we got the console versions of that, like they were just right there on the character select screen. But when people started playing Arcade Edition, they had all the balance changes, all that other kind of stuff. And then uh, after, I don't know, a period of time, Capcom uh, made Oni and Evil Ryu unlockable uh, so you could play them. And then Yan and Yang followed after that too. And mm-hmm. uh, they were timed unlocks as well. So they were, they were kind of hidden characters that, that just kind of like showed up after a little while. And I believe it was in Street Fighter Alpha, they did something similar there too, where, uh, and I, I think they programmed it into the arcades themselves, that after a certain amount of time that the arcade had been on or been played, uh, different characters would become unlockable, which was mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, yeah. So, but, but again, that changes from version to version and port and this and that. So, but there you have it. That's the history of, of hidden characters in Street Fighter thus far. And I dare say, I don't know if we'll ever see them again, but hey, hit us up with your favorite memories of hidden characters. And, and it can be in Street Fighter or something else. You know, if you want to talk a little bit about Reptile and Mortal Kombat or Noob Cybot and MK2, Jade likes them, uh, we'll listen to you there. And uh, thanks so much. Uh, we're going to see that maybe hidden DLC, John. So let's, uh, let's hope. <laughs> On the disc from day one, but you didn't know. <laughs> disc? What's that? I, I don't know what those are anymore. So yeah, you're right. it's on, uh, anyway, it's on your hard drive. It's hidden. You just got to find it. So, um, all right, John, it has been six years, six whole years. And Street Fighter V is a very different game than it was now. And I want to talk about, is it worth the money? Now, most people watching this probably already have the game or not. But if you know, you're advising it to friends, maybe you want to pick it back up. Uh, here we go. But I, I want to establish our credentials first. You and I are big fighting game community guys. We, we have been active in the scene for a combined 40 years between us. Uh, you and I are both That's a weird way of saying that that yeah. makes me feel old. I thought saying Street Fighter V was six years old would would be enough. But no, you got to do that one too. I appreciate oh, that. Yeah. Thank we are old, old, old men. So, um, uh, but you and I are also both tournament level players in Street Fighter V. We've both placed in events, and we're both Grandmaster rank online. We got them points, baby. So let's get into it and start with the gameplay. This isn't your traditional Street Fighter game, and fans of Marvel vs. Capcom uh, may feel the most at home with this game's high-octane offense. Matches can be over in seconds. Just boom, 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 done. Uh, And you can lose simply by standing in the wrong spots on screen. Very Marvel there. Uh, Basically, every character has massive knockout potential, and that's why this is so much like a Marvel game, because offense clearly dominates over defense here. Uh, Playing defense in this game is pretty much a crazy experience. It can be done, but it's very, very very difficult. John, what do you think of the gameplay of Street Fighter V for, for people who maybe have kind of like dropped the game or uh, or haven't, you know, um, haven't invested in it? Like, what do you think like, kind of stands out yeah. there? If people have dropped the game, implying that they were playing earlier versions, and I'm sure there are plenty that played the vanilla version and were like, this is not for me. Um, it needed a lot of refinement since then. So sure. Um, but I would say that things, the issues that were initially there have been massively toned down and it's a much better game than it ever has been before. That said, there still is an element of even the smallest decisions slash interactions slash sways near the end of the round. And by the end, I mean like once you're in sort of like V-trigger territory after your past half-life or so. There, there still is a ton of um, gravity surrounding those where, so it almost feels like you do a whole bunch of footsies and feeling out and such for the first half of the round, and then you get into it. And now that both characters are sort of souped up with meter, uh, multiple meters, the littlest thing, like I want to put some pressure on you, and then I want to take that space back, and I'm, I'm 
you know, I'll do a move where I'm plus. And so it's, it's not, it's not in your best interest to challenge after that. Cause you're negative two or whatever. So I'm going to take a step forward because I know you're negative two, yada, yada. And, and that person presses jab. I, I was playing you a couple weeks ago now, maybe, but I remember activating with Nikali, my, my V trigger after a roundhouse and I'm plus like 12 or something like that. And you jabbed and you got me because I was just walking forward to take yeah. what I figured I, I just, you know, like from this plus, I should be able to take this space. And that single jab leads into, you know, V trigger activation leads into either a massive combo or a massive combo plus Oki. And maybe you're dead, even though you had half health, that part of the game still feels kind of like a drag to me because I guess the succinct way of saying it might be the decisions you make, even if they're small at the end, sort of resonate too much compared to the decisions that you make at the beginning of the round. Um, that said though, it's, light years beyond what it was um just a few years ago so yeah it's not your traditional street fighter but it's still street fighter in a way in, in a certain from a certain point of view there we go mm -hmm. uh so next up uh i want to talk about the cost for what you get uh this game is six years old at this point in time and you can buy the base game which includes a good amount of single player content for about 20 bucks and if you get it on sale which happens often you can pick it up for like five or ten dollars um if you want all the characters and costumes the complete package is going to cost you about 50 dollars on steam and again you can wait for a sale and get it for about 30 to 40. um for those prices what's here is pretty solid in my opinion you get quite a bit of content for it um and the single player campaign is worth playing through along with all the character stories trials and arcade mode but it's not as good as past street fighter games in terms of just like how it feels how it was executed and stuff um it, both in it, not only the execution but the the, the, the quantity uh it's just older games like they just feel like a more complete experience but in my opinion, it's a pretty solid value for what's there uh, if you do want to play through a bunch of single-player content if you've never done that before. Yeah, there was like no single-player content upon release. So again, if you're one that left during the vanilla, uh, there, there is reason to come back. But it does feel like Capcom is in, it was kind of caught in a transition between what they used to do and what other franchises like Mortal Kombat or what NetherRealm has done with their story mode. You know how they sort of rolled out a new standard for fighting games with the cinematic story mode. Capcom sort of copied that or, or imitated it, and there's no issue there, but they didn't do it with a whole lot of grace yet. They're sort of like figuring out what it what it means to marry what they what they need to keep and, and like the new uh, of what they need to do. The story is like, I mean, fine, and and you get to see the characters, and you get to see how they bring, you know, like Nash back and justify yeah. that kind yeah. of a thing and whatnot. So, yeah, I've played through. I think I played through it twice, but that was for like fight money and for you know research for the for the website and such. But I I don't think you did that it because you had to, right? Yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's more of more. Well, no, and I was intrigued mm -hmm. to see what they would do with it when I first right. played through. But you know, if you go your whole life and you don't play through a Shadow Falls that's going to be just all right yeah yeah i can i can give a succinct version of it there are chess pieces and everyone's trying to get those chess pieces back and then the good guys fight the bad guys and you missed you the most important part what's that zangief breaks a sword with his chest hair that is a, we're going to show that for sure because that is hands down the best part of the entire thing next up we want to get into graphics and sound 
they, they the graphics here they look good for 2022, but this is also you know a six year old game. You're not going to find any like ray tracing or modern modern trappings included, and model clipping unfortunately, God. Oh, it's it's, a, it's still an issue. Uh, I, I think it's an issue kind of like with Capcom running the Unreal Engine. They just never really got their their heads wrapped around it. So it'll probably be fixed for uh, Street Fighter Six where they're re using the RE Engine, the Reach for the Moon Engine. Um, but um, uh, graphically, I do think the game holds up pretty decently. You can run it in 4K. You can do all this other kind of stuff. It looks pretty solid uh and and then the uh soundtrack is actually where the game shines um it, this is probably mm -hmm. the best soundtrack uh maybe of all time for a capcom fighting game because it includes a bunch of like the greatest hits versions in there like i think there's um uh, somewhere around like 300 400 500 songs something like that like in the menus you can do and you can you can customize uh your sound experience where if you don't like a track for example uh there's no one on the planet who feels this way but if you don't like airman's theme from Mega Man 2 uh you could take that one out but like that's like an amazing one or you could have that as your main central theme song every time you boot up the game the options in there are actually really cool and very customized the music is just a top-notch experience graphics mostly solid pretty pretty decent but but John how do you feel yeah I agree with that uh, the sound is is good the music's great the graphics have not been a huge issue for me and they've fixed some things like Sakura's weird buggy eyes but the fact that birdie uh, on the character select screen when the whole point of this screen is to visually display the character and he's got his chain and it's like clipping through uh, you know, like either his face or part of his his outfit and such. It's like, that's just that's just shoddy, and um, I've never really liked that. And then Ibuki's face isn't the best. And then yeah. you know Ken, Ken. yeah, yeah, <laughs> Banana Ken. Yeah. Uh, shout outs to Banana Ken. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, all that aside, still the graphics are pretty good. Like that's yeah. never really been a huge issue for the game, and uh, and I think for good reason. Yeah, and the clipping mostly just happens on the second player side and then in some of the animations. But again, it's just, why didn't they fix that? But next up, we have the net code and online features. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So this is where the game struggles as numerous other titles like Mortal Kombat 11, Guilty Gear Strive. They just have better online play than this game. Uh, better net code. Match quality can be hit or miss depending on your opponent. Uh, I played across the country and had a completely smooth experience. And I have played people a few states over uh, and then put them on my CFN blacklist because of just how crappy the connection was. Uh, yep. That really shouldn't be as bad as it is here in 2016 or 20, uh, uh, 2022. My, uh, getting back in time there. Well, 2016 um, net code, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, well, you 2015 actually. Um, now sure. they've updated it a few times, uh, and but it, it's just it doesn't really hold up all that well. It's playable for sure, definitely if you've got pretty good connections and you know uh, going up there. Um, but the, the stuff that really stands out with the other online features is like the ability to go into CFN and load up match replays uh, and watch mass, matches you've just had to see like you know was that setup like negative five or did, was my opponent an idiot like I am and pressed a button when he was like negative twenty you know kind of thing like you can actually go back in there uh, slow down the re play go back to that moment do all that other kind of stuff the moment you finished a match it's actually really nice uh cfn is brilliant for like hey i want to find out like you know specific combos for uh you know reuse v skill and v trigger combination that no one else uses except for me uh you can find that like you can find all that stuff it's just literally at the touch of a button uh you can find players at your skill level all this other kind of stuff the the the, the features around online play are phenomenal in this game unfortunately the net code is not the net code's not terrible uh i do think it gets a little bit of a bad rap but it is still it's not a great net code either it's kind of like a i don't know a six out of ten or something 
Yeah, uh, CFN, it, it shows a lot of potential. And I don't even think that most people that have played this game have really explored CFN um, t- as much as they could have and appreciated all the details to it. And I hope that they continue to do this kind of a thing, but make it a little more prominent and a little more, um, I guess, low-hanging and obvious for people. That said, with the online being what it is and and also the reputation that it's garnered, that sort of feels like you're coming to sit at a, a very fancy meal and the table is dressed really nicely and it's the best silverware and such, but then the food itself is just, you know, like you say, a six. And at that yeah. point, you're like, well, the reason I'm here is for this food. I appreciate the other stuff and that certainly yeah. adds to it. But you need to prioritize making this, you know, this turkey dinner as, you know, a 10 before you worry too much about the silverware. Yes. Yeah, very well said. So I want to close this out now. Uh, final thoughts, and if we recommend the game. Um, I know I would recommend this game. It's actually my favorite Street Fighter game ever. Uh, this is like, uh, it's got my favorite uh, um, uh, character in it, like the fa- my favorite version of it, Rose, like that's ever been done. Uh, um, the, the Capcom actually took Chaos and successfully bottled it into a Street Fighter game. Now, if they should have done that, I don't know, but I enjoy it because I love the Marvel versus Capcom games as well. This is a, a offensive heavy, uh, crazy, you know, defensive neutral be damned. This is Street Fighter V. You're going to stick your nose in there and try to make it go. And I love this game. I don't like it. I love it. So this is one of the best games I've ever played in my life. I love this darn game. Uh, despite its warts, despite its problems, despite it being a little too far afield for what a Street Fighter game probably should be. Um, for my personal opinion, that that's what it is. But but that, that's how come I put all those caveats in there. That, that That's my personal opinion. That's what I like to see. If you're more of a traditional Street Fighter player, I don't know if I'd recommend this game. I don't know if I would say, hey, go pick this up. You might actually be happier with going back and getting like the um, uh, 35th anniversary stuff like that has all the previous games in there or grabbing Street Fighter 4 and going and playing that because those are much more traditional Street Fighter games. Uh, and, and yeah, if you're not a huge fan of bombastic moves and strategies and other stuff, um, this might not be your cup of tea. But John, how do yeah. you feel? I think it's the most fun for those that are maybe at the bookends or the or the opposite ends of the spectrum here where if you're just playing casually and you're just having fun this is this game you can do that a lot you know you can just pick Alex and do big boots all over the place and get crush counters and feel good about that and that's fun um, and then if you're on the other side of you know like expertville then you can invest into like it's difficult to get good at this game unless you get really good at this game, if that makes any sense. Like, it's... So many things can can come easy when it comes to damage, right? Like, anybody can can do most of these combos and, uh, and, and like, perform most of these sequences, sequences and, and win around. Um, but to do so consistently is an entire other idea because it's so easy for so many people to do a lot of these processes. And, like what I was saying earlier, even the smallest decisions when it's at the wrong time in the round can be so you know, impactful, maybe to like an inappropriate degree. That all said, if you're willing to spend the time to learn about not only like what the frame data is, but also all the spots on screen that you don't do or don't want to be, it's, it's, it's a much more in the strategy than it is in the, um, I guess the execution of things. And what that translates to is very difficult for a lot of people. And I think for maybe for, like you're saying, traditional street fighter players, those that want to rely more on 
immediate ability, reactions and things like that. You need to have those things to be sure, but you also really have to have a sense of strategy, like something of a game plan that you can flip you know, at any time. And that's true for any fighting game, sure. But in this game, that's especially there because there are so many little things that can just trip you up and all of them hit you like a, you know, a freight train if, if you step on them. So uh, it's fun on, you know, the extremes, but for in the middle, that's where I think it can be, you know, and that's not to say that everybody in between those two don't enjoy the game. I've enjoyed the game plenty, um, but I'm not driven to pick it up and play like on the daily basis like I was in, in other Street Fighters. So Street Fighter 4, namely for me. So, so John, would you it recommend it? Would you recommend this game uh, for yourself and then uh, for other people who, you know, we're, we're talking about who maybe re- haven't picked it up or are you about know, to pick it up again? You got to play the Street Fighter games. You got to know what Street Fighter Five was like and, and that experience. Um, so, so yeah, I'd say play the game. Uh, it's not going to, it's not going to, it might ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to ruin your, your week. Um, uh, yeah, check it out and, and make that decision ultimately for yourself. It's not something that's so like bad or anything like that that I would say, yeah, don't even give it the time of day. Um, but also it's it's for a particular kind of fighting game player maybe and maybe not the, the traditional Street Fighter player. Yeah, well said. All right, John, next up, I want to talk about the characters most likely to win Street Fighter VI's tournament are ending battle, because there may not be a tournament. There's not always a tournament in there. For example, Street Fighter IV did not have a tournament. You know, it was just a series of fights basically out there. Uh, and we'll start here with the most likely candidates. But before we get into it, if people can cycle crush the like button, which always is very helpful to the channel. We very much appreciate yes. it. it would just mm. just on the, on the merits, I've started liking almost any video that I watch on YouTube now that I can appreciate a little bit more, um, you know, how much work will go into a video so even if it's like you know just to give us a thumbs up for doing the work here we appreciate it guys Uh, thank you so helpful thank you so much for for the people who actively do it too a lot of people already do we really appreciate it so we're going to start here with the most likely candidates first off ryu won the street fighter tournament the original one and always seems to deliver the killing blow or come close to doing so when evil is afoot he needs the least explaining here because it would be a shock to absolutely no one if he won the street fighter 6 tournament or ending battle so we're going to move on pretty quickly from him and get right into chun li who Urian said took down Shadaloo with her legendary legs and has never won a tournament actually in the franchise, despite being the second most popular character in in the entire you know uh, catalog of Street Fighter basically uh, behind Ryu. And, and this would actually fit the canon potentially pretty darn well uh, if Shadaloo still exists right now here after Street Fighter Five. Like you know Bison's dead. Uh, it, it's uh, uh, Shadowloo's, you know, somewhat defeated, but you know, maybe it's like Star Wars a little bit there, where you know uh, the Emperor's dead, but you know the uh, the Empire still keeps going, right? Um, so Chun Li could potentially also spoilers. The Emperor's not, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for spoiling, but no, I'm not. Those trash movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, th- then there's uh, uh, Chun Li's the candidate, and then there's Guile, uh, who's actually on the edge of discovering major corruption the military and has heavy ties to all the previously mentioned characters along with another character we'll talk about here in a second is Luke uh, but basically Guile could discover who's behind Nash's assassination finally and it could lead him to being in a position to help the main heroes once again triumph maybe Guile gets in the killing blow maybe he stops no Guile's a cis white male he's not he's not getting he's the not killing in blow in. Okay. not in 2023 
Gotcha. Uh, so, well, uh, speaking of, of cis white white males, we got Luke, and uh, who's the game's new protagonist, our co-protagonist, along with Ryu. In history, is is really the biggest indicator here, as we know next to nothing about this character in terms of like what his influences are and other stuff. But when Capcom introduced Alex into Street Fighter Three, he won the tournament. So that actually, you know, he was a co-protagonist with Ryu in that game. That mm -hmm. that puts Luke's odds as solid, in my opinion. But but John, how do you feel about Luke potentially being the tournament winner, last battle fighter? I mean, uh, I don't think it's been flat out stated that he's the protagonist of Six, off the top of my head. But uh, co-protagonist assuming... with Ryu, yeah. He, uh, sure. I guess it, I, I I'm not sure if it's been outright stated, but it might it might it's been heavily implied, right? Well, and and yeah, and I and I believe. Does Alex kill Gil or beat Gil in three's canon? Gil lets Alex win. And as, so Alex does beat him and, and other stuff. But yes, uh, and, and Alex gets a lot of freebies because like, uh, I think like Oro detains Ryu from their fight or something. Or he doesn't, <laughs> Oro doesn't he show. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a bunch of stuff. So like, so like Alex has got the most like, um, like uh, uh, asterisks on his tournament win in the history of Street Fighter. Sure, so. sure. But then, you know, the, the protagonist in four, which it wasn't a tournament, right? But the person that delivered the, the final blow is, is we're kind of defining this as in four was actually jury. And that actually worked really well because she had a ton of charisma and that was that was perfect for her character to be the one to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Luke, maybe, but people are not, people are not super behind Luke right now. I don't think they absolutely hate him, but does he have much charisma? Is he the guy that you want doing that? I don't think so. So uh, fingers crossed that it kind of isn't Luke right now. I think they could, they could do something cooler than have Luke be the, the big winner. You know what gotcha. I mean? Gotcha. So the last of the most likely candidates who we were just talking about is Alex. Uh, I think oh. he actually has the worst candidacy among this group of fighters, but you can't count out anyone who's previously won the whole thing before. If you've won it all, you've got a shot at winning it again. I don't see Alex doing it this time because, you know, again, we've been there. We've done that. You know, having Alex win again, maybe. Uh, but he's fairly popular, uh, so we'll see. But next, John, I want to get into the evil contenders. And Capcom isn't always known for having happy endings, and it's actually possible they could do a 180 with expectations and have a bad guy win the entire event. Uh, going back to Star Wars, because that's where we're going, uh, Empire Strikes Back is notorious for having the bad guys basically win at the end. You know, uh, and and uh, if you play through the Champion Edition uh, endings and you you beat the game with like you know Balrog, Vega, uh, Bison, and stuff like that, like the bad guys win. You know, the horde is coming at you. All this other kind of stuff. Um, G I remember like seeing uh, Street Fighter 2 really quick uh, when you win with Bison and he's got this like kind of scary world domination face going on. He looks sort of like a phantom being slightly afraid of that yeah. uh, as a kid because it was intimidating. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so G is likely going to be the major boss of Street Fighter VI, uh, based on the previous game. And Rose fears that that him winning or him, you know, accomplishing his goals is going to be bring the destruction of all things. So Capcom could have him win, but not destroy everything. Kind of setting up things for maybe an expansion or a further game. You know, it's a, there's a history here, and you know, Empire Strikes Back. What we mentioned before is actually the most beloved movie, the entire Star Wars franchise. Mm -hmm. It's the one that people like the most, and it's where the bad guys won uh so speaking of other bad guys that could win next is gill and depending on on when and where the timeline takes place gill kind of needs to be awesome and kick the crap out of everyone um and i wouldn't be entirely surprised to see if he jumps out kicks g's butt says hey, you ain't the president anymore i'm the illuminati you're out um and then uh next up we have the the don't call it a comeback because it's bison 
Um, if this character who has the most trouble staying dead in the entire franchise, he sucks at staying dead. He just is not good about it. He's been killed about, by my count, 8 million times. Uh, so he comes back to life. He takes his evil throne back away from G. And yeah, that would be a 100% Capcom thing to do. Maybe he can knock G into like lava or something like that and say it's mine, it's mine, and grab G's top hat and put it on. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> it's the most obvious ending and the lowest hanging fruit there. Uh, so th those are the evil endings. I love this idea. I had not entertained it before, but the the idea of a bad guy winning or us ending on something of like a cliffhanger, which I guess is sort of where we're at with Street Fighter V right now, but not to this degree. But with Rose coming in and saying there's this catastrophic event that we can't stop, but we have to go to the past to fix, that's pretty daunting. And it's kind of, a, it's, I mean, it's not a resolved note to end on by any means, but I like this idea that They'll end a game where everything is just looking really bad for the good guys, where the bad guys have almost every you know advan advantage and things are just terrible. Um, and then that gets us really excited for, well, what's going to happen in Street Fighter 7, right? And I don't go too far ahead of ourselves. Right. But I think you might capture that same, you know, part of what made Empire Strikes Back resonate with people. I remember uh, finishing that movie when I was a kid and feeling like, what? This is where it yeah. ends? Yeah. Um, and and not, being, not being happy about it. But I remember that, I think single like feeling more than anything else uh when it comes to star wars maybe besides the badass darth maul fight because that was awesome little 1999 john was like really hyped for the darth <laughs> maul fight but <laughs> but yeah that that ending would be really cool and i i dare say if they do it well they'll have us sitting on the edge of our seats for street fighter 7 for the story and when's yeah. the last time that happened yeah pretty much never uh, champion uh, street fighter 2 is the last time i remember people being really hyped about you know that kind of stuff but now we're going to get into the outside chance characters i don't think this is very likely but i do want to mention these three uh they have the worst odds of the bunch uh, they're typically hanging around to help the main cast members out and that's dalsam oro and rose um all three of them seem powerful powerful enough to get the job done they're all very powerful mm -hmm. characters in their own right but i don't think any of them are really characters you want winning the actual tournament tournament as their jobs are basically to get in there and support the main cast members and help prop them up they could win it but should they win it that's their the mentors question. right you don't yeah. want to see mr miyagi come in and kick everyone's ass like i mean well, you, yeah, do, you do but you don't yeah, want to see him win the trophy <laughs> like yeah. you don't want to see him take the trophy home right like that's yeah. not that's not the point of it you want to see them inspire and, and grow those yeah. that are they're not as mature as them in some way but the, the better uh, example would be yoda versus dooku like you you finally see that yeah oh yeah oh you, you love the ping pong ball john don't don't, don't don't tell me you don't. Uh, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Every, gosh, so much Star Wars. You're right. But I do. I do recall how how impressive that was in the moment. But I think yeah. back on it, I was like, Yeah, uh, yeah. I did a little pinball spinning around with a lightsaber, and oh man. <laughs> so um, anyway, getting into the last characters we have here, the redemptive art characters. This last ca category is just going to be two characters who potentially undergo some kind of like you know overcoming of their past and evil to take the top prize and remember how i said you couldn't roll out any past winners well we have actually two past winners of, of tournaments here with jury and sagat jury won sagat better be on yeah, this yeah jury won the street fighter 4 last battle as you mentioned by by landing the killing blow on seth you know um uh, and sagat is working towards completing a redemptive arc for quite some time now uh but he's a he's a multi-time tournament winner from back before street fighter 1 took place he won a ton of events a ton of things he is a, a one of the most powerful fighters in there and, and either one looking to go out on their own are, are helping the main heroes accomplish their goals of stopping g could happen because you know if g is going to destroy everything it's like well 
everyone's going to die if you don't stop them, right? So Jury and Sagat might stop everything that they have and be like, hey, let's let's go in there, let's help the good guys, and maybe Sagat comes back up and, and the full redemptive arc is complete where, where he was evil, terrible, and now he is a good guy and winning tournaments again because he's the king. Like, that would be pretty damn awesome. I'm all for Sagat. I think he's one of the most deep and interesting characters in all of Street Fighter. You like certain characters for certain things, and they have their you know their attributes. But Sagat, man, the the character has already gone through transformations, and uh, to see him continue through that, and then for it to finally pay off, because he's had a lot of sadness around him, right? Like learning the lessons. But if we could now implement what he's learned and have that come out as you know like a first place trophy, that'd be great. So yeah. I'm rooting for Sagat at this point. Yep. Yep. So a uh, very interesting thing. So please uh, leave your comments below. Let us know what you think. Uh, if there's any characters you feel like we missed, that would be a great tournament winner. This is all about having some fun. You know, we obviously don't know who's going to win. Uh, we don't know, you know, if Capcom's going to completely go sideways and be like, oh, there's no tournament or last fight or anything like that. What, what are you guys talking about? Like the, the characters just all get together and have food at the very end. And that's, that's it. You know, <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> they do a, they do a fast and the furious family ending. Yep. That'd be great too. <laughs> um, but more than like DLC hidden, Ooh. hidden Vin diesel character oh boy <laughs> uh, but but more than likely you know, someone's gonna win this and find it out so let us know who you think it's gonna be uh have some fun with it in the comments this is all what is for speculation let's enjoy it and uh it's all about the discussion right so all right Take it easy everybody <laughs> that's gonna wrap us up for this week of events of talking block thank you all so much for listening and we'll be back with you soon